0: Hey, what you know, good world, you are now tuned in to the Second Shift Podcast, and I am your host, Gil B, and that's at underscore Gil B, producing on all social media. Um, I am the Bro Godliness himself, the Conscious Conversationalist. Um, I didn't say bootyologist, I haven't included that in a while, but you know, now we're here. Thank you for the listens, thank you for the suggestions, appreciate the critiques, Um as as we're always moving forward here at the second shift, and uh, I want to shout out to people who repost the podcast. Shout out to everybody who I interact with online. Um, shout out to the John Effect. Uh, shout out to the hashtag Blackout Podcast. Um, and I wanted to give a special shout out to Crystal Clear and Just Say Words. I'm I'm actually so just say so Jay from Just Say Words. He does like a million podcasts, and I'm on one of them, the uh, Saturday Series Pod. Uh so definitely check out season 3. and we will be hearing more stories where my mom whoops my ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no no you can laugh. Yeah yeah. Um but yes no, so that kind of gave it away. Um I definitely wanted to get those shout outs out first. Um but I, I did want to send a special thanks. Um we have a guest with us tonight. A very special guest.
1: Uh well how do you how would you like to go by digitally? <laughs> But Aaron is cool. You can just say Aaron Arnie. I'm trying to keep it like halfway professional, you know.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, so so we have uh, to be to be future doctor Aaron Arnie in the building. Um, one of my dearest friends. Oh yes, go ahead.
2: <laughs> On Instagram at underscore honest t. That's underscore h o n e s t t e a.
0: Yes, there you go. Okay, well, so I've I've been following um, honesty for honesty for a little while now. <laughs> uh, but but for folks, I, yeah, I had to get it right, right. Um, but for folks who may not be familiar, could you
1: could you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what the blog does? And through naturopathic medicine, like what we do as naturopathic doctors and really just
2: trying to reclaim the medicine for the black community, because I feel like um, it has become a very like privileged type of medicine. And it's really like the medicine of our roots and of our of like nature. Um, And so just wanting to like highlight that and use that um, in conjunction with working in mental health to bring it back to people of color, specifically black folks.
0: Yes, I and I love that mission, um, <clears throat> and absolutely we'll uh, we'll continue to share, uh, we'll continue to like and participate as as well as all of you guys. So
1: appreciate you um,
0: if you're listening.
1: Yeah, for
3: sure. <laughs> um,
0: so so we're really grateful to have Aaron on here tonight to talk a little bit more about um, about the importance of health, uh, how health is wealth, um, and and this is and I guess. Would you say that it's kind of likened to um it's like into how organic it has become this huge trend when organic was like the original blo- was the blueprint for, for, you know, the way p- plants are grown and things. If is that like am I making sense? Is that fair to say? Um
2: kind of, Back. kind of. Like
3: Yeah.
2: Of course, like the whole reason that uh, GMOs were was created was like, oh, we're gonna solve the problem of like not having enough food. But in reality, what we've done is like altered the DNA of food so that now it doesn't have as much nutritional value. And we have no idea what the effects of like altering the plant DNA has on like our own DNA. Like we won't know that for several years to come, honestly. And uh, that's a little scary. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) it's a very like formulaic process. And it's about like at the end of the day, it's about the bottom line, right? And and I would say that that wow. is likened to conventional medicine a little bit. Not to bash conventional medicine because I think that it definitely has its place. Um, those inter- interventions save people's lives. It saved my life. Like I'm a cancer survivor, so there's no way I would have I'd be here without conventional medicine. Um, I just yes. think that naturopathic medicine is a way. It's more preventative and like looking at your lifestyle, looking at the foundations of of your, your health and how you live your life. Um, and using that to influence and using like your food as medicine, um, and using like simple everyday habits and practices. Cause I, there's that quote that like, we are what we continually do. And that's more so what naturopathic Mm -hmm. medicine is, is like taking all of our principles and, um, aligning that with like what nature has already taught us about what life has to offer um mm-hmm. and just helping people to align more so with like what their bodies are trying to tell them. I like to think of it as like we learn the language of the body and then we act as interpreters to our patients of like whenever you're having symptoms from a disease like the the goal should not be to just silence those symptoms but to understand what those symptoms are telling you about your overall body and like your overall experience.
0: So so it's absolutely a more more, I guess a, I guess a more wholesome approach to how, um, a more wholesome and long term approach to to health and the human condition and like, uh, if there are linkages to the way you know, so, say something like like meat is processed or anything, and you know how that relates to mm-hmm. the the amount of of uh, cancer or t- different types of sicknesses that mm-hmm. that we see today, kind of. Um. So that's okay.
1: No, way cool. It the way that you said, because like one of our principles is to treat the whole person
2: and to like look, mm-hmm. we look at the body as a whole. And so, what that means is like, I'm not separating what's going on in your mind from what's going on in your body, from what's going on in your spirit. Like, all of those things are influencing each other. And we like to recognize and honor that. And mm-hmm. because like they don't operate independently of one another. And there's like by compartmentalizing it, like that's when you get into yeah. just like treating symptoms and ignoring the root cause, which is another one of our principles of like treat the root cause. Because if you do that, then everything else is going to clear up. But if you're just like running and chasing the next symptom, like this person's always going to be coming back to you. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want any of my patients to be dependent on me. Like I want them to be able to be active in their health and like take charge of it and to like know their bodies well enough to be able to say like, I know something's not right or like I n- know when something is right and I know what to do like if I need to like get back on that path after I've been off of it for a while, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I was, so I downloaded this app called Pattern and mm-hmm. it's absolutely not uh related to health in the way that we're talking <laughs> right now, but <laughs> but it but it's all about patterns, right? So Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I just really like how um how holistic I guess the approach is because everything is interconnected, and Mm -hmm. and I I guess guess that that... means that uh, that like you guys are thinking all the time, like always, kind of like wondering, always kind of analyzing. Like, if I had to consider everything that was wrong with a person, like in one sitting, I'd be like, "Well, damn, man!" Like, I already get annoyed if somebody sneezes more than three times. Like, like, those things are hard for me. So, I mean, like, can you (laughs) can you kind of like can you kind of speak to I guess the ways that that you're that you're
1: managing that if if it is even a thing sometimes just be talking and so Mm -hmm. it's it's essentially what you said like I
2: think that's one of the things about both conventional and naturopathic medicine that are the same and that is like pattern recognition as part of diagnosis it's just that we look Mm -hmm. at what I would say are larger patterns. So like one of my professors always says like the patient has never read the textbook. So when you say like this person has a textbook presentation of like hypothyroidism or diabetes, like that, Mm -hmm. that really means nothing to them. Um, But we have been trained to look at these patterns and like some of the patterns that we've been trained to look at are like, if you're having problems with your skin the issue or like the root cause of that is usually not in your skin. It's in your gut or it's in your liver and there's congestion in that area. So it's like the outside is a reflection of what's going on inside. And that's the pattern that we are being trained to recognize and like treating that. So like if somebody is having skin issues, one of the main things that we're going to do is treat the gut. So that means that we're going to look and see, like, okay, we're going to be asking how's their digestion. Do you get gas and bloating? Do you, like, all of these things about, like, their poop? That's why naturopaths are pretty, like, well-known for asking about patients' poop and being like, if you have pictures, yeah, like, I'd love to see it. Because, like, we can learn (laughs) a lot from that. Um, So, And that's just, like, another thing, another pattern that we're recognizing there. Um, Mm -hmm. So... I think the point of what I'm trying to say is just that like our patterns are a little bit different because what we're doing is taking what our bodies are naturally telling us and interpreting that for the patient to say like okay this is what this means you are you're tending to have like a lot of gas and bloating you're tending to have like these skin rashes what's happening is like the same barrier that your skin provides like there's a barrier in your stomach and what's happening is like that barrier is being assaulted by all these different like antibiotics and all this other stuff. And like, what we need to do is rebuild that lining so that because Mm -hmm. the barrier is protecting like your nervous system and like more like intricate parts of your body from the outside world. Yeah. Cause your stomach is literally like, it's a tube. And if the (laughs) tube has a hole in it, then it's going to go to the other layers and now we have like stuff that doesn't belong in your nerves or in your bloodstream in your bloodstream because your gut lining is not strong.
3: Okay.
0: So so it's definitely about peeling um separation of concerns. Well, not not even really separation of concerns, but just like making sure that
1: everything that that should matter here is working properly. So Work. I think we have a misconception that like the problem lies where we are
2: experiencing the pain or where like mm-hmm. the pimple is the source. But it's like, no, the source might be the like your liver is congested and you need yeah. a supplement to help support um cleaning that out because your liver is responsible for making like all of your proteins and cleaning your blood and like doing all of these things. And it's like it's people don't know that, like that's not common knowledge.
0: Yeah, I never. The only, the only thing I ever really knew that was associated with liver was like, was it messing up? Well, was this relation, I guess, to alcohol? Like people be like, "Yeah, no, you tear your liver up." Dah, 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 dah. Yeah. But there's there's so much more um, important that's going on. Okay. Okay. Yo, so so earlier you had said you would. <laughs> this was kind of like you had said uh, that. That naturopathic medicine kind of has this, um, this. I guess connotation that it's more so like, like a, uh, like a not a leisurely medicine or anything like that, but it's it's more affordable for like the the wealthy.
2: Yeah, What's it's that? definitely got like privilege attached to it at this point. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um.
1: So. Yeah, could you kind of like talk a little bit more to that. By a bunch of white dudes. Um, one in particular was
2: um, Dr. Benedict Lust, or Loost. Sorry, I said that wrong.
1: It's, it's pronounced Loost, but it's spelled like Lust. Um, oh no! <laughs> any medicines or anything? You basic like it was called drugless medicine.
2: Um, yeah. and so. It fell out of popularity once, like, antibiotics were created because we thought we had found, like, the cure-all, one-stop-shop, one one pill that fixes everything. Um, Magic
1: pill. And so, like, it became... To style or
2: fashion or whatever. And, And I don't... I'm not giving dates on this shit. Like, I should know, but honestly, like, those were classes where I was like, nah, I don't really give a fuck.
1: Um, <laughs> Yo,
0: we here to learn. I hear to grill you, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, but it came like back into fashion, and it was so it became like what is now this like, oh, everything is about anti aging and like making your skin yeah. look better, and like a lot of naturopathic doctors don't take insurance, um, and that's partly due to the
1: fact that like we're not licensed in all fifty states, so we can't. Mm-hmm. Very like boutique oriented, where like even in school, yeah. like we learn
2: about business and marketing and things like that, because they expect for you to go into private practice for yourself, like right out the gate. Just because like wow. we're not supported by big pharma, we're not like our, our education is not paid for <clears throat> by the dominant society in that way. So you really do wow. have to one, like have ex- access to the knowledge about this medicine. And to, like, have the money to be able to, like, pay for it. Because a lot of what we're doing is prescribing supplements um, <clears throat> or having you change your diet. And that's not always um, affordable for everyone or, like, feasible for everyone. And so that's one of the things that a lot of myself and other, like, colleagues of color have been bringing into um, into conversation of, like, hey, listen, um,
1: you're not about to tell me to stop eating mac and cheese. <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Listen.
1: <laughs> Have some of that come Thanksgiving, right?
2: Um, and just like having these, I, I, I think part of what needs to happen is because we realize that like this medicine is something that we were practicing before we ever got over here, right? Like this is medicine of our ancestors, where like. Black people was looking at herbs and stuff before we were ever allowed to see doctors. When when like our ancestors were slaves, like they were the ones out here being the midwives, birthing people's babies, like they were the Mm -hmm. ones out here curing people just based on like going and looking at some leaves in the forest.
1: (laughs) Wow, man. So
0: it's
2: so I'm just saying like pay homage, you know, like let's make sure that We're we're recognizing that like y'all didn't mm-hmm. figure this out out of thin air, and you're going to give credit where credit is due, just like all the other things that we're asking y'all to give credit for when it comes to how this country was built and founded.
0: Yeah, no, I know, I definitely know some, uh, or at least can point out some situations in my life where I've been like, oh man, your diet is trash, bro. Like you're drinking too much orange juice. You look like a teenager. You're breaking out all over the place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, um, but, okay, so so I guess since we were kind of already had it, it, man, damn, I'm really trying to form a question now, hold on,
0: okay, so, so I appreciate the that it has so much history and it has so much to do with like you know you know, diet and everything, I've actually been trying to consciously um keep better track of these things myself like um especially with just like eating fruit um but it's i think that i think that if it becomes if it becomes more affordable like do you think that it'll be it'll be something more and more people will see themselves going back to because yeah yeah, that's that's one let me get that question off and i'm gonna write this one down
3: (laughs) yeah i got you
2: So I think it depends on how you look at affordability, right? Like I, I think there are enough people like myself who would like to make this medicine more accessible to the people who need it the most, which in my opinion is like people of color um, who have already like been slighted by the traditional healthcare system. Um, So I do think that over time it's gonna become more accessible and more available. Um, But I also think that like, you make time you make money and and you allocate money and time to things that you deem as important and like if your health is something that is important to you then you will you'll spend the money on it um and i'm not saying that like a like it's an ultimatum or anything i'm like for some people it's just like you're looking at your finances and you're like nah like that's just not going to be feasible for me um but What I am saying is that like, if you think about it, like the amount of stress that black people are under, just with like the fact that there's all types of different racism that are acting on us, that is going to increase your chances of chronic disease. Well, it's going to increase your chances of inflammation, which then increases your chances of having a chronic disease Mm -hmm. and cardiovascular disease is like the number one killer of men in this country, specifically black men. And like, black men are usually the ones that don't want to go to the doctor, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you're doing things to prevent that, not only are you saving money, you're saving time, you're saving energy, and you're probably feeling better. But it's like that initial cost, it's hard to get past that. And that's another reason why like insurance and like us being credentialed everywhere is kind of hard because insurance is like, well, y'all aren't going to make us any money. But in reality, like, We make insurance companies money. We make, we help patients save money because we're not out here trying to give you all like unnecessary things. Like if you have a headache, I'm not going to tell you to go take ibuprofen. I'm going to ask how much water you're drinking. And if you're still having headaches, I might tell you like put some peppermint oil on your head, on your temple. Like that'll help. And that's like, then it's not affecting Mm -hmm. how your body deals with inflammation It's a very low force intervention. It still gets Mm -hmm. the job done. It's cheap. And it's like those are things that we're starting to think about. But for a while, like people were just like prescribing these really high-end supplements. And there are still people that do that. But like if you're someone like me, like and you know, like you're from the neighborhood, you know, like we're not, (laughs) we're not out here trying to shark you for your money. Like, I'm trying to build black families up. I'm trying to build generational wealth and like the way that we do that is through creating healthy communities Mm -hmm. and part of that is going to be trying to save y'all money by being like y'all you don't need that like buy this food make sure you're getting your nutrition from your food like and like just changing that mindset
1: okay no i i love it i freaking love it Yeah, because I think I think the most
0: energy I've ever had, like was when I was when I was well, I get yeah, I was vegan. Um I don't I did I did a little challenge for the month. I thought, you know, Pat, yo, thought,
2: you better than me. I ain't I was vegan for like a week and was like, nah.
3: <laughs> nah <laughs>
0: nah it's, Like I the one thing I could not go without was cheese. I was like, how do y'all do this? I'm not a real one. I snuck some cheese and I was definitely in Taco Bell.
2: That's Mike. hilarious. And let me tell you why. Because, <laughs> like, I swear, I was I was talking to a friend, and, like, he has a podcast as well. Shout out to Upscale Ignorance. Um, <laughs> and he was like, what is one thing that, like, black people love but technically shouldn't? And I was like, oh, it's definitely cheese. Like, black people fucking love cheese. <laughs> but But it doesn't seem like I'm they sorry. do. But I'm like, nah. Black people definitely love cheese. And everyone I talk to be like, yeah, no, I couldn't give up cheese. Like, I tried to be tried to be vegan. Or, like, I just tried to cut out dairy, but, like, cheese is too fucking good. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even blame you. Like, I understand. I understand.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I am slowly learning to... I'm trying to let go of my love of cheese because of the... Uh... You know, you know what's, what's happening, happening
3: afterwards. Don't even get into detail, w-
2: bro. Jeez, it's
0: not—it's not worth it. Like, but 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 no, that just made me think about that. Um, so so I guess when it comes to like like being backed by big pharma versus you know the the idea of of naturopathic medicine as as it is, like, is there is there any like. Big Pharma, I guess I read some things earlier that kind of like pointed me it was like, Hey, we just creating a cycle, like with keeping you coming back and
2: you said it, not right.
0: me. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm bad shots. Um but yeah, no, okay. So so this is this is really like at, at its root, like a like a health movement. Um it, it, do you think that it can compete with pharma like right now and i guess i guess maybe that's not a fair question because it's it's young well not the med- the medicine is not young this has been happening but i'm saying its resurgence is young i guess resurgence and acceptance
2: yeah i think um so i think it's still not a fair question i think you're right about that because it's like it's just two different philosophies right and i mm-hmm. think that it's not even really a competition with big pharma, mm-hmm. um, or with like conventional medicine at all. Like at this point, like big pharma has all the money; they have all the lawyers. Like they could shut anybody's shit down at any time, right? Um, and and make it look like it was an accident or like it was someone else's doing. Um, but that's like scary. that's not what we focus on. Like we're just focused on our bag of like look this is what we're promoting like we're here to tell you about the healing power of nature okay like yes. and that's enough like it's literally enough and when when folks recognize that like we don't even have to do any pr ourselves they're like yo you need to get you a naturopath cuz like i went to them and like they just tell the craziest stories like one of my one of my mentors was who actually is uh, one of the people that wrote this book that i'm releasing soon It's called the Black Family Healthopedia. Um, Yes. But she was telling me a story about how, like, she told this lady to drink more water. And she was like, yeah, I told her to drink more water because she was having headaches, and she lives in the desert. Like, she was clearly dehydrated. But for her, it was, like, a huge revelation. And it's like, there are very simple things that we can be doing, like increasing fiber and stuff like that, that, like, save folks money that, like, we don't really have to do that much PR or like promo because, like, the work speaks for itself, the medicine speaks for itself because it is its nature. Like, nature is just gonna run its course whether we like it or not, whether we decide to like take all these pills or not. Like, folks know when they feel good and like they feel good when they're on this medicine. That's not to say they don't feel good when they're taking specific pills, and sometimes that is completely necessary. I'm just saying that it is not the only option and mm-hmm. people should know that they have options. And that's part of what we do is like, lay it out on the table. Like here's what conventional medicine says you should do. Here's what we all have to offer. What would you like to do? And it's always about letting the patient have the most informed decision. And that's, that's about like the evidence-based medicine that, that we're trying to preach. Um, Cause like, mm-hmm. And the conventional medicine talks about evidence-based medicine too, but theirs is more so based on like, okay, what do I know that works clinically? Like, what have I seen work? What does the research say works? And what does my patient want? Whereas what we are yeah. looking at is like, okay, we're going to look at the research and then we're going to look at our clinical experience as it relates to all the modalities we we practice under, which includes like herbalism, um, chiropractic, oh, I shouldn't say chiropractic adjustments because that's not true. Um, but spinal manipulation um physiotherapy uh behavioral medicine like we're looking at a lot of different lenses because like nothing happens in a vacuum right it's like all about context and the more context you have the more informed decision you can make
0: yeah no and that's and i I think that's also like really great marketing too is like putting the the decision the full decision um not the full decision but you know, as much information as you can forward to the consumer. I think that's absolutely important. Um I had a question, but I forgot about it. Um it'll it'll come back hopefully. But in the meantime, right? <laughs> I'm getting old. Um no, but I would like to hear like a little bit more about the book that, that's coming out. Like where you know what it's you know it's about
2: like Yeah, absolutely where can people find you? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we are releasing a book it's called the Black Family Health Opedia. Um, it's coming mm-hmm. out, well, the ebook version is coming out November 26th, just in time for Black Friday. Um, but it's basically about all of the different um, diseases that disproportionately affect Black people. So um, there's a chapter on diabetes, there's a chapter on like community and finding your tribe and how important that is, there's a chapter on stress, there's a chapter on mental health, um, there's a chapter on like Hormonal balance um, and so what we were trying to do is is create this resource about naturopathic medicine, and it's all black naturopathic doctors that have written this book, black female naturopathic doctors um, with the goal of bringing this information to the black community um, because like there's so many people that are like black that hear me say like, oh. I'm studying to become a naturopathic doctor. And they're like, well, what is that? You know? And then when I explain it, they're (laughs) like, oh, no, that's dope. I'm definitely with it. You know? And it's like, like, okay, cool. Like, let me give you all this information. Like, it's basically the culmination of what I've been trying to do, which is like, get this information back to folks that look like us. Because like, Mm -hmm. once you start thinking in this way and understanding your own body in this way, like, you're going to change. That's going to affect the people around you to change which is going to affect like the greater community to change and that is going to build like that health and wealth in the black community that we so desperately need
1: i loved hearing that yo um so man
0: no shout out to black women man no because listen like i think that i think that I think that is amazing, um, and I absolutely, am excited to, 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 you know, um, for the content to come out, like, but I think, um I can just have my words here, um, so I think that it's, I read, so in, in like, kind of, like, part of the chapter that, that I was uh, lucky enough to, to review real
1: quick, um, it kind of talked about, about how I guess people you know what scratch that I'm gonna do
0: me. yo, I learned so much crazy shit about like the system as as insofar as like you know how food is distributed amongst cities, you know uh, sustainable planning, things of that nature, and like how the areas without these without access to these places um or to these areas um. You know, there are more. There are more chronic diseases there. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know. I'm, now I'm just kind of like thinking, like, what does it, what is it gonna be? I'm so curious to know what it's going to take to, I guess, get it to, to a more wide stream, to a more wide, uh, wide stream platform, mainstream, not mainstream. That's not the word, but I, I think you know what
2: I'm trying. No, to I say. think it is. I think it is. Mainstream? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll roll with it. Like, I get, yeah. What
2: the information about like food deserts and things like that make that more mainstream? Is that what you're saying?
0: So I guess I should say we we'll make the information about like how um how you know naturopathic medicine and its use of of of, of everything around us already as as a means of being our own healer. Mm-hmm. Like how like what. Um, I don't know what level of effort. I'm so curious to know, like, what level of effort it would take to like make it more w- more widely known to folks.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good question, and I feel like I'm still figuring it out myself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm in the process of learning about it. I'm in the process of like trying to tell other people about it, and yeah, yeah like I'm in the process of also trying to get a whole other degree. Um. So so I I don't know like what w- it would take. I think if I were just like freebasing, it would be like, "Oh, it's going to take more people learning about it. It's going to take more people like advocating. It's going to take more people going to school for it to to bring it back to our communities." Um and it's going to take like having organizations that are devoted to like helping people in that way, whether that be like in the nonprofit realm
3: mm-hmm.
2: um where we're seeing like a direct interaction with the community or um in a it could also be in a for profit realm if if folks like are able to make that happen, but I think there's so many different aspects that we as naturopathic doctors have to learn um as far mm-hmm. as like the medicine and then how to distribute the medicine um that it can be a bit overwhelming, and that's kind of like where the process is slowed. Because it's like we can't be the doctor and the marketing team too. And like it's an impossible situation, but that's the reality. Um, So we're doing the best we can to get the information out there. And like we're basically at this point just going by word of mouth. Um, And then you also have to think about the fact that this is a very counterculture thing to be doing. Like it's becoming more so um, mainstream to like consider your health and realize and recognize that your health influences so much of how you move through the world um but um that has been like turned into what conventional medicine now calls functional medicine um which is basically like naturopathic medicine light um which that's a whole nother like that's a whole nother (laughs) that's that doesn't really answer the question that gets into something else but um, I think right. it's just about the fact that like as a naturopathic doctor, you wear a lot of hats and one of those is like marketing the medicine and making sure that you're disseminating the information. Um and sometimes it gets overwhelming.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I believe that. I'm I'm man I'm managing social media accounts for like three organizations right now and I'm just like, you know what, bury me.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I can man, barely I manage like the two that I have. It's like what?
0: <laughs> yeah man well i think i think it it will get there like it, and i think it's really cool that we're kind of like in this culture of you know taking care of yourself where
3: mm-hmm.
0: um you know you know some some people online are still going to be some you know some some uh dingleberries but <laughs> at the same time like i think largely the conversation is still is is is, is a good climate for that
2: yeah Yeah, and I feel like just looking at, like, when I started in this program to where things are now, there's been such a shift that I'm, like, I'm really not even worried about it because I feel like I have a very unique, like, skill set at this point. Like, I have this information from naturopathic medicine about, like, herbalism and looking at the body as a whole, and I have this information of, like, being a counselor and, like, looking at... The mind and how that interacts with the body and the nervous system specifically, um, so yeah, like I'm not really worried. I just um you know, i I would like for it to be a little easier, but I'm sure we all would like that in life.
3: <laughs> but, yeah.
1: but
2: one of the one of the quotes I saw <laughs> the other day was like, "Work makes life sweet," and like, I don't think there's anything that I'd rather be doing, so:
1: That's cool that's uh, which and this is a a great uh segue um to
0: i just i guess like what kind of experiences have you had that you know made you embrace um embrace medicine in general Mm -hmm. natural Mm -hmm. medicine specifically
2: um so medicine in general when i was eight i was diagnosed with cancer um osteogenic sarcoma in my left leg and like had to go through chemo, reconstructive surgery, all this stuff. And I was like in and out of the hospital a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And like, thankfully, like I was blessed and I had really good insurance. So we never really had to worry about like medical bills piling up. But I did see mm-hmm. like the toll that it took on my parents and how um, a lot of times they were they were treated differently because we were black. Because um, that was the only reason at this point, because we've, we've knocked out the fact that like, we can't pay but that was an assumption because we were black Mm -hmm. um and Uh so like health disparities has always been something that I'm very passionate about because it makes a huge difference um how your provider views you like the outcome of your your care um is largely determined by one your expectations going in and the Mm -hmm. provider's expectations of you um and so there's there I just seeing that firsthand and like one of the things my mom likes to talk about is like when I was younger going through chemo um she was like I said to her like I want to become a doctor so that I can find a way to help kids heal from this in a way that doesn't make them sick um and so that's also like what led me to naturopathic medicine is like I don't I don't think that like if you drink smoothies, green smoothies all the time that like you can cure cancer. Um, but not. I have worked with um, a naturopathic oncologist and like, there is a lot that you can be doing naturopathically to help your body fight cancer. Um, and like, I'm not going to get into that cause I'm no expert on it. And I only spent like a quarter preceptoring with her, but like just seeing yeah. how much, <laughs> Control we have. And I think like that's part of what I really love about the medicine as well is that like there's a lot of agency or like empowerment that you can give someone and like showing them how much power they have in influencing like the metabolic processes in their body. Or like these are things, foods that feed cancer, these are foods that starve the cancer. And like that's going to help with the chemotherapy that you're already doing. So you're not feeling so sick so that you don't have to have such high doses because there's a lot of side effects that come along with that. And it's like, we can help to treat the side effects and we can help to like enhance the effectiveness of what conventional medicine is already doing. Um. So I, I like it because it's a very, it's a very practical medicine and it's, it can, and it's also very versatile.
1: Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, man, like,
0: my mom loves your story. Oh, um, I love your mom. Like she, <laughs> yeah, man, like she's um she has been sick now. Like I mean, I guess like um the no more cancer not right now, you know, um but she started to feel like queasy often and like I I want to learn more about like about how we can keep things in the house, you know, that that are good for, for her and, and everybody else, cause she always be tired. And I'm just like, well, we we be eating some bullshit, mom. Like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes,
3: sometimes.
0: Sometimes I brother can't say no to, to some ribs and mac and cheese. Yeah. Or or, or what have you, you know? And that's and, by and design.
2: Guess... That's not by accident, you know? Like, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that are put in in food that it's like um we yeah never mind we'll just say it's by yeah. design it's not by accident and it's not like it's a habit and it's not something you're just going to like break overnight you know
0: mhm yeah no absolutely um so i guess like where can other than the amazing uh, piece of literature that you and, and these ladies are are working on um like where else can like i guess well, no, that's the primary source. Get the book, niggas.
3: But
0: <laughs> where, I guess, in, in the meantime, yeah. you know, while I'm waiting on the release, where can I research as a, you know, as just a regular dude?
3: Mm,
2: that's a good a, question.
3: Like, yeah.
2: Um, Like, just about, like, naturopathic medicine in general? Or?
3: Yeah, yeah like,
0: I guess. I guess yeah. Let's start there because I feel like you we absolutely have to consult like a, a naturopathic doctor to be like, hey, what's uh? I got these goals. I want to do that.
2: Yeah. I do this. Um, another book that I would recommend is by Dr. Andrea Sullivan. She's also mm-hmm. a naturopath. Um, and she's based in DC. Um, but she has a book called A Path to Healing. Um, I thought it was really good. It was really informative, and she. Um, Brings in that historical context as well about, like, how this is our medicine. Um, And then even, like, gives recommendations for different, like, ailments that she usually um, prescribes to folks. Like, just some, like, general things. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things, like, if you're into reading textbooks, (laughs) there's the textbook of natural medicine, which was written by a naturopath. But, like, it's kind of boring. So I wouldn't, like, yeah, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't.
0: I just got out of a. I just got out of a stats class. I'm done with a thick ass reads. I geez. feel
2: you. I feel you. A hundred percent. Um. Other than that, I would just say like, follow myself and other naturopaths on um Instagram. Um. You can catch me at underscore honest t h o n e s t t e a. Um. And I post about like all types of things having to do with natural medicine as well as mental health um and then if you're looking for like specific specialties like dm me because we're we're a small but mighty community and i'd be happy to like hook you up with someone who is practicing Mm -hmm. in a specialty where you feel like you have some some issues so there's like people that focus on fertility there's people that focus on like the endocrine system there's people that focus on just diabetes cardiovascular disease like um Mm -hmm. there's people that focus on like just birth work in general. So, um whatever it is that you feel like you you need help around, like even if it's as simple as fatigue, like we can find you a naturopath and um chances are we can find you a black naturopath. And with like technology now, it, even if they're not like in your state, like telemedicine is the future, bro. So, yeah, like definitely reach out. I'd be happy to like link you with somebody or find someone um, and make that connection, because that's what this is about is about like making those connections and getting people the help they need, because that's gonna influence the entire community,
0: okay, no, I appreciate that that's yeah, no good deal, good deal. I'm definitely about to about to take it on myself to see if I can learn some more and and you know be be a little more responsible <clears throat> with my habits and try to continue the journey oh, and like life.
2: another thing I just want to say is like. Our yes. job as naturopaths is not to make you feel bad about your diet or any of that stuff. Like, if you come in, if we say, like, oh, we want you to try these things for your diet. Like, at the end of the day, there's suggestions. Like, you're going to do whatever you want to do. And if you come back and say, yo, I didn't adopt any of that, we're still going to be like, all right, bet. Like, that's cool. Let's work. Like, mm-hmm. what else do you want to work on? Because it's like, we want to put the power back in your hands of, like, you are the expert of your experience and you know what's going to work best for you we're just here to again like offer that information and and help you make the most informed decision for your health
0: and i think that i think that that kind of um that viewing viewing it like that is definitely is definitely the way to go considering all like i don't know i've just been hearing a lot or seeing reading hearing whatever you call it um a lot of people saying that that some doctors aren't really like paying attention to them or like hey I'm hurting here mm-hmm. and they're like oh no I'll just, oh, do just do this, this and you'll be yeah. all right just like yeah. no nah, that's nah, not cool like um not cool oh.
3: at all so yeah.
2: and that's one of the things like our our visits are a little bit structured a little bit differently where we're using like active listening and really trying to get to the root of the issue and it's important to us that our patients feel heard and seen because that's part of like, that's half the battle right there is like making sure because if no if you don't feel heard or seen, like, you're not about to tell this person like your most deepest, darkest secrets or like, I'm not about to tell you like, yeah, so my poop's weird, especially if I know you're not like, you're not here with me. You're not present with me right now. Like, I'm not about to tell you what's actually going on with me because I don't trust you. And like, when we think about the black community, like that's already a stigma. Like black people are are not going to go to the doctor. One, because they don't want to be discriminated against, which we've right. seen that happen in many different ways. Tuskegee, um, Henrietta Lacks, like all of these different instances. And like my God, black doctors specifically, no matter what kind are like more cognizant of that. And it's something that's being talked about in medical schools more often of like implicit bias is real. And this is something that we need to address because people are dying because you are making assumptions about who they are based on the color of their skin. And that's not okay. Um, right. So like, that's one thing, but then also like us, when you, when you come in, um, another thing to to keep in mind is like, we're not there to judge you. And that like, if that's coming across, then that's probably not the doctor for you, you know? Um,
3: Yeah.
2: I had another thought, yeah. but, That had to do with like black people coming into the doctor, but it's, it's, oh, to hear bad news. Like a lot, that was one of the things when I was like in the process of trying to write this book of like, Hey, y'all, why don't y'all go to the doctor? And a lot of people were saying, well, like, I don't want to get bad news. Um, and so part of that is like, yeah, no, I totally understand that. And getting that news, like once you get that news and you know what's going on, like we can yeah. give you the the tools to like change the outcome or at least like make it better for you going through that experience or give you the information you need to continue to make um decisions that are best for you but like just not knowing is part of the reason mm-hmm. that like our health is so bad in the first place like not knowing and like people not giving us all the information is part of why yeah. Tuskegee was such a big deal like those men were not told, they were just told they had bad blood. When really they had been injected with syphilis, there was a cure and nobody told them about it. And it's like, okay, if we think about it, it in the context of that experiment, like
3: mm-hmm.
2: to get bad news would be like telling them that they have syphilis. But if they didn't, and if they had, they told them like, yes, you have syphilis and there's a cure, like that's different.
0: Then yeah, not, and not, I'm not always
2: saying like we're offering a cure, but at this, but we are offering like we'll give you everything we have to offer. Like we're always going to give you all the information. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Knowledge is power, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So much. Um, man, that was heavy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: So I mean, I guess, I guess for 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 the listeners, um, well, no not 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 yet. Did you have anything else to like i guess um to to pub you got any more any more content coming down the line or like what what was the date that the book was there so
2: the book the ebook is gonna be released on november twenty sixth um it'll be on mm-hmm. Amazon and i'm having like a launch party on facebook um from okay. uh noon to noon to two um, on the twenty sixth, so you can catch me there. Um, I will be answering questions about like naturopathic medicine, about mental health, about like the mm-hmm. book, um, or anything that you might have questions about. So, like, if folks want to tune in, um, please do, and like, or you can like shoot me a DM with your question, and I'll answer it during that time. And you can just like check back in for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> other content, like I contributed to another book recently to talk about mental health disparities and, like, helping to eliminate those as well. Um, and I've plugged that book on my social media. Um, I don't know that I'll be doing any publications uh, anytime soon. I, this was a lot of work, and at this point, I'm just trying to graduate. Um, but you can also check out my blog. I've got stuff there about diet and self-care. I'm hoping to add a couple of blogs here soon. And i also talk a little bit about, like, my journey and my story as well. So.
3: Okay.
0: Well, no, that's, oh, that's awesome. awesome and that th- you know, thank you thank you for that information. Um, all right, listeners, you heard her, so go follow if you want more information on the topic, which I really think you
3: should, <laughs> uh,
0: just as much as I do, because I know um, you know, but <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, no, so you know, thank you, Aaron, so much for for sharing that information with us. Yeah, thank um, you for
2: having me. This was fun. Of, of course, the show.
0: Uh and for for the listeners, like we may we may take a little uh pivot here. I'm about to just talk to my nigga real quick. Hey man, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yo. What's what's good with you, man? Like how how you been? Like
2: bruh, I'm tired. No, I'm I'm like tired, tired. <laughs> um, but you know what? I've been good. I've really been enjoying these um I'ma tell my kids memes. Have you have you been enjoying yeah. them as well?
0: I've seen some of them, but I haven't. Um, they're all like people. I've seen some, but they are mainly like people that I know with, with compared to like people that I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, so I'm just kind of like, oh, but this would be funny. Like, if I knew who that was, it could, yeah. could be funnier.
2: They had but, one where it was like Beyonce dressed up and it was like, I'm going to tell my kids this was Queen Elizabeth. And I was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> I see no lies here. I'm doing that.
0: Twitter Twitter is so great, man.
2: It really like, is. It's really yeah. about to flip the script too cuz like when you think about all these like textbooks where they say slaves came over as volunteers, bro. Like you know what? If that's what y'all are doing, if that's what we on like I'm about to tell my kids that Beyonce is Queen Elizabeth. What y'all going to do? <laughs> and have my kid in there arguing with you too, like no, nah, that's not Queen Elizabeth.
0: I've been I think I shared a couple. No, no, this is not the same thing. So there's this one uh, what is this man's name? Um it's not six six lack. Uh, oh, that's six God. nine, dude. Nah, nah. So it's I'm I'm gonna share it to you.
2: Oh my goodness.
3: Like,
0: okay. Yeah, this is funny as shit. Like I cried. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna send you two videos. So this is what I've been sending everybody like this this past week, there's this one and then there's one involving a school bus which had me crying.
1: Like, oh no, I'm not ready. I got it. Oh man. Yeah. Here we go. What? Hmm. Yeah, send tweet. <laughs> yeah, send tweet. Alright, <laughs> let me see this. Let me see this. What What is this man's name? <laughs> I'm upset. like like like, who who sits sits down and comes up with this stuff
2: i have no idea bro this is why the internet is so essential
1: it's uh it's that and i'm gonna i'm gonna find that video i'm gonna find that video to share you um
0: but yo i couldn't believe that uh that lizzo won the uh one like got the soul train award.
3: Yo, man, people have man, like, really been
0: talking about it. that. It's really been a thing.
2: Yeah, uh, like, like but I'm like, yo, she's out here. Like just cause you was sleep on her, that don't mean mm-hmm. nothing. You know, like she's got a it's lot going baby. on. And like I was talking to somebody else and apparently um Prince like really likes her. And I, I guess I should say liked um R.I.P. to the greatest. Um, But like, if Prince is obsessed with you, like at some point it's gonna be your time. Like it's it was just a matter of time, you know, because he's a legend, and for him to be like, oh no, I I I fucks with you, like uh, yeah,
0: she's the chosen, like (laughs) yeah,
2: yeah, she's the chosen one, and it's just her time. So everyone step aside. I'm like, all right, bet get on board.
0: I'm here for that. I'm here for all of that. Like I I saw um, Ari Lennox herself.
2: Oh, my gosh. Please stop. Someone so, so I would hard. risk it
0: all. Oh, man. You're telling me bullshit. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw her next to... It was a picture of her next to uh, Summer Walker. Uh-huh. Like, ne- in, 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 like, Summer... Yo, I, I also don't like... And this brings up another part. I really don't like how people are talking crazy about Summer Walker. Like, she was she was in that picture with her hands to her side. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Middle school picture. But she's probably going through some shit. Like, yeah. Like, I would agree like, you know, with I don't, that. I don't, I don't really know much about anxiety. Well, maybe I do know about anxiety, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't really. I don't really feel it as anxiety. I just mm-hmm. feel it like it's just ah some, some more shit I got to deal with. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And I think that's like important to point out too, because like as black people, you know, we just be out here like, all right, bet moving on. You know, it's like it just is what it is, and we don't really acknowledge it. But like, and so for her to go against that narrative and acknowledge that like nah this is a big deal for me and it's affecting the way that I'm able to function I mean yeah. yeah she's disappointed some people yeah she's like not fulfilling her responsibilities and if I'm doing air quotes when I say that um because I understand like people's frustration with her um but I also recognize that like she is speaking her truth and living her truth and like hey I thought I wanted this fame but like I y'all can keep that. Like I just wanna do my music. And like that is what brings me joy. And it's like I think in life we recognize that like there are things that we need to um we gotta do the things we don't want to do to get to the place where we wanna be. Um
3: mm-hmm. yeah. and so oh, I think that's God. like Man. where a lot
2: of people are like operating from is like, all right, well, you don't like it, but who cares? Because like this is your responsibility to your fans. Um, but I think like have some grace, have some patience with her to like navigate this. And I think if we were coming at it from like an empathetic point of view, like then she might, she might come at it differently too. But like people are so quick to attack. It's like, if you're going to attack me about it, yeah, I'm going to be more defensive about like my point of view and like where I'm at. So I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have a lot of empathy for that. I really don't understand the whole situation. And I'm not the biggest Summer Walker fan. Like I don't know any of her music. But if somebody is saying that they have anxiety and they're willing to admit that to the entire world, like, hello? Yeah. (laughs) You
0: you know, I don't know, man. And that's why I'm just like, yo, the Internet is the Internet is a nasty place. Like it is, you know, people get real big on the Internet, but they won't pull up and say that shit to your face.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, relax. I don't know. Drake had a line about that, but I don't remember what it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drake Drake got booed on stage at something that yeah. the Creator was hosting. Yeah, was I wild. heard that,
2: but I was like, "Yo, that was wrong." Because it was like, "Yeah, that was the wrong demographic to bring on," especially like you knew your you knew your fans <laughs> were not expecting that man to come up on stage. Like you knew that, <laughs> and you did it anyway. And I'm sure that really hit hurt his ego. Um, and maybe we'll get some really good music from that, or like a good couple lines of him being like. You know, they booed you, and now they, I don't know. He'll figure it out, though. Like, he'll figure it out. He'll find a way to bounce back. He always does.
0: Oh, man. Somebody said something on the podcast, and now I'm just thinking about that shit. Like, I can't remember.
2: I can't remember what they said.
0: But it was like, "May you boo me, boo me now to woo me later or something. Right. He's going to have (laughs) a
2: line like that. Like, you already know. When Drake's feelings get hurt, good music is made. So I'm unbothered. (laughs)
0: There's so there's so much, there's so, so many good bodies of work out right now. Like, I'm still, so, like, I just, I've been slow um, to this Wale just because it's just like, you know, I, I went to go see Wale in concert. Like, I should love Wale, but Wale is like, I don't know, I kind of forget about him unless he's on the internet wiling out. And that's, I know that's probably not, I don't care if it's cool or not to say, but that's what it is to me because everybody got artists like that. I hear just, you. Oh.
1: Yeah. I hear um, you. I, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I cannot wait to like
0: belt through the rest of these during my little break. Like when's, when, when's, when's your break again? Or
2: Oh man. Um, I don't know. I really do need to look, but I'm just like taking it a day at a time.
3: <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I have a yeah. little, like I took a little break, um, for, um, what am I trying to say right now? For Thanksgiving. So I have like a week-ish. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. um, And then we have like almost a month off for December, for like Christmas and all that. But like with clinic and then my internship, like seeing clients as a therapist, like I'll probably get like yeah. a week-ish off. Yeah, but I haven't figured out all the logistics yet.
0: Okay. Well, I, I just got word that... Um, that I may be in Cincinnati, um, yeah, like yeah. So like, I, if if we if we can line it up, I'm trying to make it shake. Bet. Um, oh. I know you staying cozy over there. This sexy ass like neck where you got on. What is this? That? It's, think a think sweater, well, I, it's a sweater, bro. It's
2: a, a, turtleneck. a turtleneck. That's a turtleneck. Yes. Why is Why that is thing, thing so, so long? long? Because I'm a therapist. That's what we do. We wear <laughs> turtlenecks. No, nah, therapists like that's part of that's part of the uniform. I was talking about this with a couple of other interns, like part of the uniform is being comfortable because you're just sitting there all day and like you're listening to people and and like part of what you're doing is like encouraging folks to feel comfortable in their lives. And who are you to tell somebody to feel comfortable if you don't feel comfortable your damn self? So hence the, the turtleneck.
0: I would love to come in there and see but see somebody in a snuggie. I was
2: like, yo, no! <laughs> like,
0: where'd you get that from? Where'd you get yours?
2: Now, I we don't have snuggies, but we definitely have blankets. Like, we want you to get comfortable and like really like get into some shit. Like, let's really talk about what's going on for you.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think, I think I could have done. So, I actually did go to see a therapist. Um, it, was, it was a couple times, like a year ago. And it was just, I did not feel like, comfort. I mean, she, she had a dog there. And I mean, I I love animals, but I'm also like, if it, if the dog sheds, I'm allergic. Like, so, <laughs> so I think that's what was happening.
2: Did she ask you if it was okay for the dog to be like in the session? Yeah,
0: yeah she, showed she showed me a picture and I just, just, I just jumped to conclude. I was like, yes, yes. Like, he was, it was, it was the prettiest dog, man. I was like, yeah, animals make us happy.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How like? Uh, but you said you didn't really find much benefit in it, though.
0: So like the most profound thing that she said to so I found I found benefit in the ability to vent to somebody who mm. I then didn't have to listen to vent back. There That's is true. there is ridiculous. There is it's mad value in that. Yeah.
3: Like
0: you know, I'll always be something, but it was like I think the most profound thing that was said was. um, was that, hey, it's, it sounds like you don't pat yourself on the back enough. And I was in the middle of my sentence, like, bro, I was in the middle of some crazy rant I was going on. <laughs> like, because cause she, she had me on the ropes, nigga. I was on the ropes, for sure. Like, oh, it was a bro, fight.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we're about to share with you. Like, and she said, you don't pat yourself on the back enough. And I was like, damn, she right. Like, she really, you know what I mean? And the more I thought about it, so the, that's, you know, I guess that's kind of been the impetus for the next few years mm-hmm. to
1: like
0: connect more with myself, and I guess it's, I think it's cool that social media helps us do that now. For now, yeah,
1: yeah. I I
2: commend your therapist for pointing that out to you, and I commend you for taking it to heart because I think that's something that I see often too. Is like there's not enough compassion for self. Like people are so quick to be down on themselves or to shud themselves or to to doubt themselves and like there are so many redeeming qualities or endearing qualities that people have or like um that people see in one another but can't see in themselves so i think that's like another benefit of therapy is like having that Mm. person to reflect back to you like well let me tell you what i'm seeing or like these are the things about you that are really great or like this is what makes you resilient and especially as black people like we are always on the move it is always about survival so to have that pause to be able to like really reflect and do more than just survive and like find ways to like thrive and like complement ourselves and like recognize um how how amazing we are like
3: yeah
2: that's that's powerful Perfect. yeah no,
0: I mean, I, and i was having a couple um it was like a series of little little short discussions like um, at uh at fox's wedding like mm-hmm. just talking about like you know how we want to change our lives like, mm-hmm. like you know ways we can do that like and and just being examples for ourselves and like other and people who are you know who we don't even may not know looking at us like you know what i mean
1: yeah because you like, really never know
0: yeah that's that's yeah. big facts so
1: i actually
2: yeah. have enjoyed like going to weddings recently Um, now that I have all this training, because somehow I always get into these crazy philosophical, like conversations (laughs) with people. And like, (laughs) like I was talking to my friend who is also a therapist. I was talking to her boyfriend and he was like, oh man, like I always feel so nervous at these things. And I was like, oh really? Is it because you don't like marriage or you don't like what marriage represents? And he was like, that was deep. I was like, sorry, I, I mean, I wasn't even like, I, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was like, mean, I was like, I was just trying to, <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to start conversation. Like, I wasn't even trying to like therapize you right now.
0: Duh, that's that's you know what that's yeah that's that, that is always a fear for me, right? Okay, we can shit, we can get into it. Um, well, what what what, what was he? I mean, what did he answer with? Did he just like dismiss it after that? No, nah, he
2: didn't dismiss it, but he was like, "Honestly, I've never thought about it and I have no idea." <laughs> and I feel like that's something that like you know me, you know like I'd be asking random yeah. questions and y'all be like, "Where the where did that even come from?" Like <laughs> so like that's just how my brain works. So I've just been like, "Yeah, like it made sense to me, so I asked the question." Um but yeah, no, nah, he didn't really get into it and I I think it wasn't the setting like to give oh, yeah. some context, like, we were at the wedding, and then there was talk of, like, him and my friend getting married, and that was kind of like a, ooh, this is a touchy subject kind of thing. So I think, oh, like, shit. me asking <laughs> asking the question in a more benign way was kind of like, what? Like, here, this is coming up again in my life, and maybe being like, I don't know, and I don't really want to think about it um but like that's a very complicated Mm. question and that's kind of why I was asking because like I still don't know how I feel about like what marriage represents or like what marriage actually is like there's this idea and there's this picture that we get um and then there's like the reality and the two don't always match and there's a lot of disillusionment with that for folks Mm. and like another reason why I think like the divorce rate is so high or like people really get into situations where they're like oh wow I've been hoodwinked you know and then they feel (laughs) stuck and that's not like that's no way to live your life
0: I shouldn't be laughing no because it's the truth
1: that's some some wild shit it is
0: Ah, man in in all in in the group of the weddings that I've been to so far like I really think that that they, you know, care for each other and know each other deeply. Yeah. And like I've kind of and I've kind of like started to form my own opinion about like what, you know, marriage, where marriage represents and you know, and, and what it means to me. Um, particularly because I'm gearing up for holiday season, which shouldn't be a fucking thing because I shouldn't have to defend my singleness to my aunties.
2: <laughs> Listen, who are you telling to your aunties, your grandma? Because my grandma's gonna ask me. Because at this point, you know, like, she's older, her memory is getting, um, you know, lost. So she's yeah. going to ask me at least four times if I'm dating or if I have a boyfriend. And it's like, sis, like, I'm about to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, is that not, not
2: enough? Like, and that's not to say that I don't want to have a relationship. But like, I don't want to have one just for the sake of having one, you know? yeah or I, just to I appease your questions
0: yeah like and I, and I guess i and i guess that's part of why a lot of people end up you know feeling or you know jumping into situations like because they're like oh wait this is what i'm supposed to be doing now yeah I can't be you know and, and that's and that's unfortunate but like i think something that's really interesting that i that has piqued my uh piqued my curiosity lately mm-hmm. is like this discussion on like you know what what is the 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 roles of a household like should should a husband pay all his wife's bills and all this other stuff and i'm just like niggas are gonna run me ragged like talking about this dumb shit because but but like i feel like it's it's up to that house you know right right like
3: and
2: that's what people don't really understand like there's mm -hmm. no there's no rule books to this there's no standards it's just like raising kids like we're all just out here and whatever you (laughs) think is normal. Like, that's normal for you. There's no such thing as normal, bro. Like, we're all just out here trying to figure it out. And, like, it would behoove you to, like, pay attention to the person that you're trying to figure it out with or who you committed to figuring it out with. And, like, focus on that instead of, like, trying to get all these outside opinions. Because that's only going to change and influence, like, what you're doing when you really, like, the only person that really matters is the other person that you committed to being in this relationship with. And yes. like, there's, and when I say that, like, there's definitely nuances to that. Like, when there's abuse of any kind, when there's like a power and control dynamic that's going on, like, that's different. But like, when yeah. we're talking about, and, and I think that's more pervasive than we think. And that's something that like, is, is happening for people more than um, is being reported. Um, And as as someone who's training to be a therapist as well, like that is something that I'm noticing is like power and control have a lot to do with like relationship dynamics. And they also have a lot. They influence very largely like Mm -hmm. the roles that people choose to take on. And a lot of the roles that we feel comfortable with are roles that we had in childhood. And sometimes that stuff is toxic. Like sometimes it's not good for us to be in these roles just because they're familiar. Sometimes we really do need to do some growth and like take on other roles, whether that be like learning to Mm -hmm. set boundaries or um, not being the person that everyone goes to with their problems all the time, because like that's going to burn you out. You're not going to have time for yourself and maybe you're not going to have time for your partner. And like being able to recognize that and say like, yo, this is how you got to approach me from now on, you know?
0: yeah we it's and like setting boundaries is like so important like i feel like i mean uh yeah 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 one of my favorite flexes is your access to me one of my favorite flexes is, is whoever's access to me because i'm just like i spend all day in my head like thinking about this shit like trying to like trying to eat trying to get to the bag trying to like figure out you know what's next and and where are we solid and i think I mean, I think it's don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's cool that they having like conversations online and things like that, seeking perspective or whatever. If they are doing it like genuinely,
3: mm-hmm. like, and I
0: guess I'm, I guess I'm curious to know more. Or, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you to like come up with an example on the spot or anything like that. But I was thinking more about like power control dynamic yeah. that you were referring to. And is that kind of like when somebody's like, "Hey, you ain't leaving me," or is that like an a- example of like somebody getting? um somebody having a kid and they they didn't want a kid originally or something like all these things just kind of came to my mind just now
2: I'm like doing my therapist thing and like pulling out my resources um
0: but oh, so shit.
2: I think it can manifest in several different ways and like one of the things that I talk to clients about a lot is mm-hmm. um the power and control wheel um mm-hmm. and it just it there's all types of different ways that this comes up but like one of them could be like a financial control it could be like physical abuse it could be verbal abuse um and just like all that we try to do is bring more awareness to that thing and say like you know I like to talk about this with all my clients um because this is a dynamic that plays out in relationships often And, um, I I just want to be aware of it and we want you to be aware of it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so I mean, yeah, like to try and come up with a specific example, like there can be like physical or sexual violence and it could be like minimizing or denying uh, or blaming the other person for like what's going on or like gaslighting, you know? And I think that's something that's super duper common. Whether you're like in a committed relationship or in a situationship or whatever the fuck. In my mind, like anybody, any other thing, human, animal, plant, whatever, like you're in a relationship with it if you come into contact with it. So, like when somebody is asking me, like, oh, are we in a relationship? Like, yes, yes. What? are the parameters of that relationship like that's another conversation but like to be like now nah, we're not in a relationship you like, sound you silly just, yeah
0: you just but, you just the dude i send memes to cuz it's cold outside
2: right like and that's our relationship full stop <laughs> you know like that could be and that could be fine but what's important yeah. is being able to like define that with the folks that are involved in that relationship and agree on like, these are the terms of what we're doing. And you don't always need, like, a contract to hold you to that. Like, it could be something that you continuously revisit. But, like, having the space and the safety to have those conversations, I think, is part of what makes a
1: relationship healthy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so
1: yeah, we definitely got to be comfortable with each other. They definitely have to be, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Definitely some nuggets to chew on. To think about. For sure. Uh, so, so I guess, like, one last one last thing
0: I wanted to ask. All right. It's the, the question of the day.
2: Uh-oh.
3: No, nah, it's not that deep. I don't know okay. if this one did that well. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm going to ask you if... One's okay, so one's gotta go, right?
1: Uh oh. Oh man. Okay.
0: Yeah, this is all right.
1: Um, so and the addition is spicy chicken sandwiches. Do you you know, yeah, you still do. Do you eat chicken? You eat chicken. Yeah, of course I eat chicken, bro.
2: (laughs) Now I will say, if you about to put Popeyes on here, I have not had it yet, but
0: God damn it.
2: But listen, okay. I have heard and and I have I spoke with other folks and I've decided that maybe there's crack cocaine in it. The way people are talking about it, <laughs> that one not probably needs to go just off off that alone.
0: Damn near, but but okay okay okay. I mean, damn near, but not really because I have control over it. I'm controlling the beast right mm, now.
2: That's what all addicts say, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yo whatever negro um
0: okay so so the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is the first one one's gotta go um the second sandwich is the Shake Shack Spi- Shake Shack has a spicy chicken sandwich
2: interesting okay that's not one I've had either
0: I have so I have I, I've i only had like some of our friends mm-hmm. myself but I was like okay well this is like another really popular one mm-hmm. um the third one is Young Popeyes. No spinach.
3: Dead. <laughs>
0: and, and the fourth one is the Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich. Have you had any of these?
2: Um. So I don't really eat chicken sandwiches. Like, I'm a Nuggets fan myself. Like, Nuggets and Fingers is what I'm all about. But um, Nug- if it were me... Cool. Ooh, that, like... <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know probably shake shack because i'm most unfamiliar with shake shack but like wendy's nuggets spicy nuggets bro
3: bomb uh
2: anything at chick-fil-a bomb uh and just the the press that this uh this other chicken sandwich from popeyes and like i i once traveled for an hour to get popeyes because that's was the nearest popeyes to me here in in seattle Um, what yeah it's sad it's real sad um but i had to do it one night so i feel like that also counts as bomb therefore the only thing left is shake shack and that's gotta go
0: hey real deal Holyfield. i support that roger that listeners i'm gonna be posting and reposting this this entire weekend to you know a chip in (laughs) see what you guys think
2: yes feedback is great
0: oh man but yo um so so i did want to um you know just want to thank you again for for sharing all that information with us Um, of course you know just learning about how to more consciously treat our bodies um i think i think that's that's super important Um, i'm excited for the release and I'm uh, and looking forward more, forward to more content. Um, hey, so just last time, since we're closing out here, where can um, where can people find you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and on uh, Twitter at underscore honest T. That's underscore H-O-N-E-S-T-T-E-A. Um, then you can access my blog from there and um, my other Instagram pages from there as well.
3: Okay,
0: bet that, bet that. Um, well, thank you all for, for tuning in. Um, it's great to be back. Uh thank you for the plays. I'll holler at you. Um, you can find me on all social media at underscore Gilby Producing um and uh, the Second Shift Podcast, 2nd capital S H I F T
1: Capital P podcast. Um all right, y'all. Peace and out.